Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Matt Densky finishes up our 10 Practices series, where we will be talking about 10 daily and weekly practices that can define our faith and bring growth in our life. Matt talks about gratitude this week and how important it is to thank God daily for what He's blessed us with. We look at Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, where Jesus heals 10 lepers and only one returns to give Him thanks. Matt talks about how giving thanks daily brings our posture back by remembering where we came from, up by giving worship to God, down by humbling us, and forward by bringing contentment and joy moving forward. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey everyone, what's up and good morning. Welcome back to another great week of Fellowship Greenville students. We are so glad that you're joining us this morning. If you've been joining us for any length of time before now, then you know that we have been in the midst of a series that we're calling the 10 Practices. 10 practices to adopt and apply to our lifestyle that mimic some of the key ways of Jesus that we believe won't just help our faith survive during this weird time that we're in, but will actually help it thrive and be stronger than ever. And this is the final week. This is the last week, uh, the 10th practice. And this week I want to talk about gratitude or a, a practice of giving thanks. And this one is Uh, One of my favorites, honestly, it's something I've been learning how to do more and more over the past few years, but this is also something that's near to my heart because it's something I do with my oldest son every night. He's four years old, and we have a bedtime ritual together, and uh, it's the same routine every night, and at the end of the routine, um, I tuck him in his bed, and we pray together, and then at the end of that prayer time, I just ask him, hey, buddy, what do you want to thank Jesus for today? And anything that comes to his mind, sometimes it's donuts, sometimes it's uh, the fact that our baby sister was just born, sometimes it's his toys, sometimes it's a memory with me or something, and so it's whatever's on his little four-year-old mind. But I'm trying to cultivate this practice and this regular habit of giving God thanks and reflecting upon the day. Why? Why is that important, and why have we designated it? as one of our 10 practices to apply in this series. So I want to look at a a story today. It's in the Gospel of Luke. It's a pretty interesting story. Um, And it has to do with Jesus and 10 guys who were all sick with a disease called leprosy. And this disease made them untouchable, unapproachable. So leprosy is this very... Um, heartbreaking disease and very cruel disease in which parts of your body lose their feeling. You lose feeling in your nerves. And then when you get injured, you don't feel it. And so if you cut your finger or your foot or things like that, you scrape your shin, you stub your toe, you just don't feel it. But the, the hard part about that is if you get a wound and you didn't feel it, and you didn't notice it, you don't know to treat it. And so then those wounds would get infected, and those infections would literally uh, begin to make parts of the body just fall off. They would they would get so infected, and they would uh, rot, and they would decay, and they would just fall off. And so lepers in Jesus's day were not allowed to be around people. It was a highly contagious disease. You had to exclude yourself from community. You had to exclude yourself from the town and from others. Uh, you had to remove yourself. You uh, there were even specific rules like you couldn't even stand 
if the wind was blowing a certain way, you, you couldn't stand in a way that would blow your leprosy downwind on others. And it was just so uh, heartbreaking and so isolating and so lonely and, and so hopeless. And so here's these 10 guys. They're removed from everyone else. They all have leprosy and Jesus comes through their village. This is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. Uh, verse 11 is where we're going to pick up. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers. And they stood at a distance. And remember, we just kind of talked about that. That was normal. That was a legal requirement. According to the law, you had to remove yourself. You couldn't be near people. Think about how lonely their life was. Think about their circumstances. Just how lonely and how rejected and how unwanted these guys feel. Such a sad life. So they were standing at a distance and they saw Jesus. They lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Which is interesting. They, they, they don't ask specifically for healing. What they ask for is, is Jesus' mercy. Somehow they see Jesus. They understand a context, who he is. Um, they understand that he's got the ability to heal, and they ask him for God's mercy. They ask him for mercy. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, this would be in, in accordance with the Old Testament cleansing rituals. So Jesus is, is inviting them to go to the holy priests to show themselves to the priests in, in, in terms of being cleansed of this leprosy. And so it's kind of interesting. They ask Jesus for mercy, which is alluding to healing, which would include healing. But instead of healing right then and there, Jesus gives them a commandment. He says, hey, I want you to go somewhere. If, if you really want mercy, if you really want me to heal you, I want you to go. And I want you to go to the priests. And so he actually gets them to move, which depending on how severe their case was, was actually pretty difficult. I mean, some of these guys may not have had feet or uh, toes or parts of their legs or, or hands or whatever, depending on how severe their leprosy was. And so this was not necessarily an easy thing to do. It was also socially a difficult thing to do because now they have to go from this place where they settled and landed, which the rest of society says, yeah, you can stay there as long as you don't come near us. And now they actually have to move through the village and go somewhere. But they all obey. They all obey Jesus at this point. Jesus says, I want you to go to the priest. And so they go. And as they went, they were cleansed or they were uh, healed. They were, they were uh, emptied of their leprosy. And so they didn't even make it to the priest. It's almost like Jesus gave them that to see, do you have faith to believe in me enough to, to do something without receiving the healing yet? Would you at least go? And they all went, and as they're going, they're healed. The leprosy is removed from them. That they're cleansed. Verse 15, and then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, when he noticed this cleansing, this removal of the leprosy take place, he turned around. He turned back, praising God with a loud voice, 
and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, and he gave him thanks. So he's walking with the other guys, a group of 10, and one of them realizes what has just happened. We're, we're, we're healed. We're cleansed. Maybe their stride changed. Maybe they weren't able to walk very well, and then all of a sudden they're walking. Maybe maybe they started to feel. Maybe the feeling came back in their nerves, their toes, their hands, or, or maybe the leprosy just went away on their bodies and they saw it, or whatever the reason, this guy notices, and immediately he turns around to return to Jesus and give thanks. He worships God, he praises God in a loud voice, he knows exactly where this healing has come from, and he gives thanks to Jesus. He's at Jesus' feet giving thanks. And now he was a Samaritan. And if you know the history of Jews and Samaritans, there was a high, high, high hatred for one another, a lot of racism, a lot of uh, anger and prejudice. They had a history. Jews and Samaritans did not like each other. And Jesus heals this group of 10. And the only one of the 10 to return back to Jesus was a Samaritan, the most unlikely candidate. And then Jesus kind of answered, he says out loud this rhetorical thought. He said, weren't 10 cleansed? In other words, didn't I heal 10 of you? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner, this outsider, this Samaritan? And then he looks at the Samaritan and he says to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And so initially, Jesus cleansed his body of leprosy. But this man's response showed Jesus that he had faith enough to cleanse his soul. And that's how Jesus ends this interaction. Your faith has made you well. Or in other words, your faith has saved you. It didn't just cleanse you, it saved you. But he says out loud, what happened to the other nine? Didn't I heal 10 of you? Now, this is really interesting because if we think about our lives, oftentimes this is kind of how we interact with Jesus, right? Like we have this need or this desire and this want and we pray or we ask Jesus, would you give it to me? Would you help me? Would you give me mercy? Would you, would you do this? And Jesus invites us into a next step like he did for them. Hey, go to the priest. Maybe Jesus invites, I don't know, some, some kind of next step, some kind of invitation into his presence. And as we seek that deeper, Maybe he actually answers our prayer, or maybe we receive just enough from him that we feel content, and then we forget all about the fact that we needed him in the first place. See, most of us have the faith enough to receive a blessing from Jesus, but maybe very few of us have the faith to return to Jesus. It's almost like once we receive the blessing, we're done with it. He's a vending machine at best. We punched in the numbers. We needed something. We got it. And now it's like, yeah, I don't need it anymore. But this one guy in the story, the Samaritan, didn't just have the faith to receive. He had the faith to return. He knows who the true healer is. He knows who God is. And he's returning to God. See, I think that practicing a, a rhythm, a ritual of gratitude is going to lead to four realities in our life. And the challenge this week is, is to create this ritual. We believe that giving thanks regularly helps to renew our minds uh, and reminds us of who provides for us. And so the challenge this week is to create a ritual, a regular ritual, in which you thank God for one thing every day. Every day you give Him thanks. 
So here's the four benefits that I see from this story, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do them kind of directionally. So we're gonna go back, up, down, forward. All right, if you can remember those directions, back, up, down, forward, then you're gonna remember these. So first of all, giving thanks on a regular basis reminds us. It reminds us of our previous circumstances. When we give thanks to God, we're reminded of where we came from. We're reminded of how bad it was in that moment, in those years, in those months. When we give thanks to God on this side of things, it, it, it forces us to reflect and look back. This guy is coming to Jesus, giving thanks to Jesus. He's reflecting. He's reminded, I used to be a leper. I used to be socially outcast, and now I'm not. Thank you, Jesus. It reminds us of our circumstances. As we look back. So that's back. Now, here's up. As we look not back to where we came from, but up to God, it's an act of worship. Giving thanks is an act of worship. In fact, there's nothing that we have in this life that hasn't been given to us by God. You know, when we think about um, giving thanks to God or giving anything to God, giving tithe, giving money, giving time, giving energy, Really, we're not giving anything to God. We're returning to God because he has given us everything. Even the air in our lungs to give him thanks with was first given to us by him. And so when we, when we give thanks, when we practice a rhythm of gratitude, we're actually worshiping. We're directing our thoughts upwards and we're returning to God what he has given to us. Thank you, God, for giving me what you gave me. It reminds us who the giver of gifts is. He's not a vending machine. He's a person. Third is the down. So back reminds us of where we came from. Up is an act of worship towards God. Now down. This is um, the practice of, of being humble. When we give thanks, it actually humbles us. It lowers us a little bit in our heads, which honestly we need, because if we're not careful, we get prideful. When we stop giving thanks, we begin to actually become entitled. It's like when God gives us things, these amazing things, we actually walk around like, yeah, that makes sense. I deserve that. My life's been hard. He should be giving me things. In fact, he should be giving me more things. God, you're not giving me enough. We actually become entitled when we stop giving thanks. But when we give thanks to God, when we express gratitude to God, it humbles us. It lowers us. It, it places God above us, which is the, the appropriate order of things. And it helps us uh, combat entitlement. We don't walk around expecting. We don't walk around thinking that we're owed something. We're humbled. So back up, down, and now forward. The last thing is it... it heals us. It heals our perspective. It creates within us a sense of contentment. We become satisfied in life with what we have. We stop craving the next thing. We stop coveting. We stop being jealous. We stop envy. We stop uh, comparing. It helps create contentment and joy. It heals our perspective as we move forward in life. So think about the leper. He was healed and he comes back to Jesus giving thanks. He's remembering why he was healed. He used to be a leper. As, he, as he's coming back, he's giving thanks to God. He's worshiping God. So he's remembering, he's worshiping, 
He's at the feet of Jesus, so he's humbled. And now going forward, he's been healed, not just externally, but internally. Back, up, down, and forward. The leper is modeling to us what thanksgiving and gratitude can accomplish in our life. So the challenge for us guys is every day, give thanks to God for one thing as we move forward. Hope you have a blessed week. We love you, and we'll see you next week.